Live from Toronto, this is the Hughes Goodman Podcast, recorded live, raw, and uncensored. The views expressed on this show are those of the individual speaker. All complaints will be directed to Jane in HR. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Hughes and Keegan Goodman. So raw. So, so raw. Good morning, everybody. This is the Hughes Goodman Podcast. We're back recording on Sunday mornings. We know you guys like it now. It's Monday morning. Oh, it it's is Monday, Monday morning. morning. I forgot. It's, it's a long Labor weekend. Day. It's Labor Day. It's probably the most useless of all holidays. It's it's a letdown holiday. Like the other like holidays, you got like good stuff coming afterwards. Labor Day, you just have winter. Yeah, Labor Day, I feel is like summer's last hurrah. The kids are all depressed because they know they're back in school tomorrow. University students are back in school t- this week. Teachers are back at work tomorrow. Oh. Oh, yeah, and the bars are picking up, too, because everybody's coming back back into town. Yeah, so in those small, uh, smaller university and college towns, I guess the bars are picking back up on business. Yeah, so they must be enjoying that. But did you know that Labor Day, in the United States at least, is a result culminating from the Pullman strike? And during the Pullman strike, the U.S. Uh, government sent the U.S. military and federal marshals in to break it up and subsequently opened fire on citizens and killed over 30 people. So it's like, just like a, hey, we messed up, but you get a free day off kind of thing? It's kind of like it's a day for the labor to rest. Uh, okay, I get that. It's Sure. The working man can rest today because it's Labor Day. And they have like winter coming which is gonna suck exactly it's gonna the uh, I, I read somewhere it's supposed to be a cold winter too yeah i saw that the canadian farmer's almanac it's supposed to be cold those damn farmers telling us it's gonna be cold it apparently has like a huge consistency though like they're like right a lot of the time yeah so i've heard i've uh, never like i see them on sale and i'm like oh, maybe it's worth uh picking up yeah, uh, yeah. Google it. Yeah, they should probably have a Google copy by now. But um, you mentioned earlier before we started the podcast, you're starting to feel sick, and that's something we forgot to talk about in last week's podcast. The, no, two weeks ago. No, it was last week. Sorry. The when you pre-record this stuff. The orientation week slash fresh week slash welcome back to school plague. Well, yeah, some people have diseases and they spread them everywhere. Then everybody's immune to them after a couple of weeks and we're good. It happens people from the time you're in kindergarten till the time you're in university. It's just amalgamation of hundreds of people into one spot and you start getting sick. Wash your hands, take your vitamin C. Yeah. We hope our listeners don't get the plague this year. Yeah, and try to avoid pink eye by washing your hands after you poop. Gross. Gross. Yo, you see one person not wash their hands and like your whole day changes. You know what? That's that's true. That is very true. Like one person. Like just just run the water under your hands. That way like it at least gives me the feeling that you're trying. Gives Keegan peace of mind. You'll notice it now too. Like when that one person that's like really well dressed, they don't wash their hands after they take a pee. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably oh, going to. Yeah, that may 
No, you've just ruined things. That's why we can't have nice things around here. Yeah. Well, because people don't wash their hands. We, I, I guess, now is a better time than ever to jump into what's in the news this week. How about Mr. Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow, the former uh, national champion quarterback, turned first round draft pick, turned washed out NFL quarterback, turned TV personality, turned baseball player. 29 years old and a budding outfielder. And the Atlanta Braves have met with him after an open tryout in Los Angeles on uh, Tuesday. Drew 28 out of 30 major league teams. And uh, basically Tebow showed up and now they want to talk to him. I wonder what teams didn't go. Good question. Like 28 out of 30 teams went. So like that means like enough teams were interested. And that means two teams either like didn't have the resources together or it's just like, no, it's not worth my time. We know Tim Tebow's not going to be good. Probably the Jays because what appeal would Tebow be playing in Toronto? Yeah. Versus an American market, you just sell him as NFL star. Right? He did win, he did win a um, uh, NFL playoff game as quarterback. This is true. But that won't sell to the Canadian market as well as an American market. But let us remember a time way back in 1994 when another professional athlete retired and went to play in the minor leagues, at least. I'm talking about Michael Jordan. 1994, Michael Jordan, was much- Michael Jordan went and played for the Birmingham Barons, a double-A minor league affiliate of the White Sox. He ended up batting 202 with three home runs, 51 runs batted, 30 stolen bases, 114 strikeouts, and 51 base on balls, and 11 errors. And it also errors. appeared in Space Jam. What, what position did he play? He, I assume outfield? Yeah, I believe he was an outfielder. But do you remember the final scene in Space Jam? It's like, oh no, we gotta get Michael Jordan back so we can play his baseball game. Is that what is that what it was? That, I don't know. I haven't watched Space Jam in a while. That's how Space Jam and I, ended. And I worry that if I watch it, I won't enjoy it. Like it won't be good. Yeah, so he, he was a outfielder, primarily playing right field. Yeah, but Michael Jordan was also, like, at that time, considered one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Whereas Tim Tebow is, eh, not good. I'm interested to see if he'll play in the minor leagues. I think it would be... He'll get, like, he'll play for, like, whoever the Braves affiliate is. He'll post, like, good, good enough numbers to, like, be like, oh, like... You know, he's worthy of, like, being in, like, a double-A kind of affiliate. But he won't post good enough numbers that he can get called up. Yeah, he'll he'll never make the MLB. Tim Tebow. It will be great for the Braves organization, especially their minor league teams. Um, So they have the Carolina Mudcats, the Mississippi Braves, and the Gwinnett Braves um, as their minor league. Mississippi is the... 
Mississippi's the double A team. Yes, Mississippi's the double A team. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll play double A. Yeah, and it, you know what? It will draw crowds to Mississippi. Too. Um, yeah. It, it will be good for the minor leagues, uh, but he'll never actually be playing on the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Tim Tebow's like long-term career. They just care about it right now because he's okay. Exactly. Like, he can hit a ball. Um, I know. I, I always thought Tim Tebow never got a good enough crack in the NFL. Um, I think he should have, or he should have tried the CFL. Like, he should have given it a go. Like, the dude could play football. He just couldn't throw that well. He probably would have been very successful in the CFL. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, his type of game in the CFL would have translated so well. Um, I think teams could have had a lot of fun with him, and there's... Like, no reason why he could have gone, had a great career, maybe, you know, cut out his own little piece of Canadianness. But, you know, he's from Florida, so. So we will keep on top of his minor league baseball story. Yeah. Man, this, like, it's all about football right now. Eh? The NFL, it takes over everybody's lives. Even if we don't want it to. Uh, Tom Tom, Mr. Tom Brady, wife of. Well, husband of Giselle is uh, on a four-game suspension right now. And it's interesting because even from, like, a non-football fan perspective, it shows, like, balance of power within the league, right? And where, like, the commissioner sits in that balance of power. Right. So, like, Goodell is the – he's supposed to basically be the ownership's, um, like, spokesperson in some ways like he's hired by ownership to manage the league um but he took it upon himself to like go after brady because he doesn't like tom brady okay um so you're not excited about this tom tom is like one of like the top five most marketable players in the nfl and he's not playing now they'll have to find another top five guy (laughs) But, like, this is the worst part. Tom Brady might have deflated some balls. I used to be, like, against Tom Brady, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is stupid. Like, the evidence is just not good against him. Like, people, like, people have killed people. Like, NFL players have killed people and have been playing within, like, the next year. I don't get that. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, he killed somebody, but, like, we need him. Yeah, no, and then... You know, Mr. Mr. Brady, um, you know, might have deflated some balls. And I another good thing was brought up. I think my one of my buddies was telling me about it because Tom Brady didn't give up his cell phone. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, they're like, what happens if the NFL leaks stuff on that cell phone that is not part of the investigation, right? How could you imagine, like, you give somebody, somebody takes your cell phone, and then let's say he's got some, you know, some dirty messages from Giselle, and those get leaked somehow. And then, you know, like, you can't trust the NFL. There's too many people. There's too many possible leaks. Oh, guaranteed something would have been leaked off his phone. Yeah. So, you know, Brady, fight the good fight. And if they win the Super Bowl this year, oh, man, like, I would hate it. But at the same time, I would just love it so much. <laughs> um, and in keeping with quarterbacks, well, you know. I would have called Colin Kaepernick a great quarterback, but he's a quarterback. 
he sat during the national anthem and it's like it's dividing the country you know what that's something that even angers me if i'm a visitor even in the u.s i will stand for the american national anthem it's not mine i stand for it in respect you even saw during the olympics usain bolt was giving an interview and he heard the american national anthem in the background he stood back he paused his interview so their anthem could be played and he stood respectfully to it uh uh, this is a totally different situation uh colin kaepernick is uh practicing his first amendment right to free speech uh i have no issue with it i think he's bringing up a good like a good conversation piece in which people can use to talk about uh, the issues facing the United States. I think some of the other stuff he's done, like wearing the socks with the picky policeman, uh, wasn't good. But I think if he can stay on message with this, uh, I, th- I have no issue with it. I think he's practicing his democratic right. Okay. So we could argue about this all we want. Like, um, I was going to bring I up know. a feature we haven't done in a while. Oh, what's your feature? Taylor Watch. Oh, is there new stuff? For, oh, man. People have sat through 13 minutes of us talking about NFL football. They've turned it off. The Taylor fans aren't the here. The Taylor fans are so gone, so I need to draw them back in. Yeah. There are no Taylor tunes in Tom's top 10 music. Like Tom Brady? Nope, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston? Mr. Taylor Swift. This, he, he's, it's because he's probably a fan of, like, not Taylor Swift music. Apparently, in order to date Taylor Swift, you can't have her music in your top ten. Oh, that's her rule. I don't know. I, I'm just making that up as her rule. <laughs> so, uh, I, there we know. Uh, he, yeah. he likes the Rolling Stones more than Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't like the Rolling Stones. I feel they're overrated. Yeah, and like I know like you know, some of our older listeners will disagree, but like the Beatles are just a much better band. Than the Rolling Stones. No, I I feel the Beatles are garbage. You think the Beatles are garbage? Yeah. I I, I hate dumb. the Beatles. What do you hate about the Beatles? It's just too. Bleh. You have some great songwriters. You have some fantastic production value, like production value that is ahead of its time, like 10, 15 years ahead of its time. They're doing totally unique stuff in the studio. Um, they're I don't I don't get how you can hate the Beatles. They you know, some funny guys. Uh, George Harrison might be one of the most overlooked guitar players of all time. Uh, Ringo Starr is just still culturally appropriate, and people love him today. I just felt they go, well, they're described as rock and roll, yet their music doesn't have that traditional rock edge to it. It's too well, pop-sounding. They, they were different. And, but their music changed so much. Every album is different. Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles But are you good. could say that for any band that every album changed and that their music doesn't sound the same. No, you could argue a lot of bands would stick to their guns about keeping like a similar sound. The Beatles, like they totally changed their sound in like 1966. They went from being like a more poppy duo to poppy group to doing tons of stuff. I just found their music way too pop, and in the rock sphere, they're just viewed as too um, too much of an idol. I think the Beatles are one of the greatest artists of all time. I think some of the production value that they brought to music were, like, 
I don't think a band hit like Beatles production value until Born to Run came out. And I know you like Bruce Springsteen. I'm a big Springsteen fan. Yeah. That's an interesting parallel. Yeah. Just that wall of sound. Like, that was... Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's tons of artists I hate, though, that you probably like. So, it goes both ways. It does. It does. Um, People are usually shocked when I say, I really don't like the Beatles. They come on the radio. I turn them off. Oh, you turn off the Beatles? Yeah. No, their songs are good. They're a breath of they're a breath of fresh air on a cold winter's night. There's one other band that I'm turning off right now, and it's the Tragically Hip. Ooh, they have just been played gonna... way too much this summer, and I'm just over it. You know what I think part of the issue is as well is that the Hip are like Canada's band, so yeah, it was only in Canada, right? Like it wasn't like they were in the states too getting this pre- press. It was like all in Canada, and that was just too much for us. And the other big thing here is, for our listeners not from Canada or those who don't really understand much, um, the way Canadian radio works is they have to have so much Canadian content on the radio. They can't just be playing Top 40 or whatever the DJ feels like playing. It comes down to having that Canadian content, and the Tragically Hip have always been a crutch for Canadian content. And yeah, I, I feel this summer, in the past, you'd hear maybe one hip song every two, three hours. This summer, it's at least two hip songs per hour. See, I don't listen to the radio as much as I used to. I have, like, Spotify. So I'll just throw my Spotify on and listen to, a, like, whatever I feel like. I spend a lot of time in the car, so I end up listening to quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of uh, radio. Yeah, no, I throw Spotify podcasts on. I much prefer that over the radio. Um, I I don't like talk radio. I find they beat subjects to death. Aren't we talk radio? Kind of, kind of like how we're beating the hip to death. Um, I'm gonna jump into another feature we haven't done in a while. Today I learned. You ready to learn? I am. Okay, let's pick out a good one here today. Today I learned. The voice actor of SpongeBob is married to the voice actor of Plankton's wife, Karen. Oh, that's nice. It's kind of nice that SpongeBob's married to the wife of his enemy. I always thought Plankton was more Mr. Krabs' enemy. Yeah, that's true, and SpongeBob's just like too stupid to realize that he's not his friend. Yeah. Today I learned. That a nuclear bomb was dropped near TB Island in Georgia. It didn't detonate because it didn't have a fuse. It has also never been located. Oh, that's scary. That's kind of creepy. So, did it like fall in the water or? Uh, I'm going to assume so. It was a bomb called Mark 15 nuclear bomb. When was this? This happened... I am trying to find a date. February 5th, 1958. Okay. It was dropped during a training mission flown by a B-47, and it was lost off of the coast of Georgia near Savannah, Georgia. Mm. So it means there's probably still a nuke sitting somewhere out there. And, like, it's slowly corroding until it goes off. 
apparently it didn't have a fuse. Oh. So it's just nuke in a bomb without a fuse. Ooh, that's that's like that's like the start of like a an action movie where some guy steals it and threatens to hold the world hostage. Yeah, apparently it's relatively lightweight compared to the other nukes. It's seven thousand yeah. pounds. Oh. So I don't know how much a normal nuke weighs, but apparently this one only weighs 7,000 pounds. Only 7,000 pounds. Yeah, only 7,000 pounds. Um, today I learned the Apollo 10 spacecraft was given limited fuel for orbiting the moon to discourage the astronauts from attempting a lunar landing ahead of the, the scheduled Apollo 11. Oh, that's nice. So it was kind of like... Well, we aren't going to give you guys enough gas, so you don't go rogue and land on the moon. Just just land on it? That'd be hilarious, though. Just like, screw it. We'll do it. Today I learned I... that a father and son were matched against each other in the National Scrabble Championship. The father won by playing the word defeated as his last word. Ooh. That is so mean. That's gutty. That is Family really did. gutty. I feel bad for his son. Like his son probably is going to need some serious counseling now. Those those family dinners must be so awkward. This happened on August 9th in Addison, Texas. Ooh, so it's recent. Yeah, and the kid was 14 years old. Oh my! Well, was this like an adult tournament or like uh, more of a just a professional tournament? A professional Scrabble player tournament. And his oh. dad won $10,000, and he won nothing. Yeah, they must play Scrabble a lot together, though. They bust, they're probably both pretty good. I, I feel bad for the kid. Your dad played the word defeated when he beat you. Get used to losing. <laughs> you generation me's. Uh, yeah, get used to losing. Let me find another interesting one. You just like hanging out on the internet these days looking for this stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Today I learned that Wonder Woman's creator wasn't a comic artist. He was a Harvard psychologist inspired by a mm. superwoman in his own life. His mom? Uh, let's find out who it was. I I think... That's oh, a video. I don't feel comic... like watching it. But if oh, you're no, interested, uh, the Smithsonian channel just did that. Yeah. Um, I... I'm always kind of confused as to like, like directors for comic book movies if they actually read the comics beforehand or if they're just like, no, nah, we'll just make a movie and see how it turns out. I think that's what they must do. Like the original, like Tim Burton's Batman. Like they're good movies, but they they're weird. Well, you obviously haven't seen Suicide Squad, which is horrible. I saw it. It was okay. I hated it. It wasn't great. <laughs> Like, it was kind of like Will Smith, Marco Robbie as superheroes, the movie. Well, I I was talking to a guy about this, and he was saying that it would the Suicide Squad is about sending people in to do things that are kind of morally ambiguous. So it would have been better if it was based around them, like, basically breaking into a prison to steal this, like, scientist who has, like... The, like who knows how to like make nukes and stuff like that right and the government like the government wants him to work for them but they can't make it seem like they gave him freedom like because he killed people or something like that so he gets broken out of prison okay do we have time for one last weird today i learned 
Sure. Today I learned that as many as 12 people have been murdered in the Philippines while singing karaoke covers of Frank Sinatra's My Way. Is that because they like karaoke or is somebody out there to... Okay, so the My Way killings are a social phenomenon in the Philippines, referring to the number of fatal disputes which arose during due to the singing of the song My Way. Um, a New York Times article estimates that the number of killings to be about up to six um, in 2010. Another source estimates that at least 12 um, killings have taken place between 2002 to 2012. Opinions differ over whether the possible connection is due to the coincidence that the song was simply frequently sung amid the nation's karaoke bars, where violence is common, or to the aggressive lyrics of the song itself. Are Filipino karaoke bars, like, the place to go when you need, like, a gang to do stuff for you? Um, so apparently, karaoke rage is not just limited to my way in the Philippines. There have been several reported cases of singers being assaulted, shot, or stabbed mid-performance, usually over how songs are sung. Oh my god, I had no idea they were, like, that big on it down there. Um, here comes, in Thailand, a guy killed his brother-in-law because he didn't like the way he sang... John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. Man, these... Do you ever think people take stuff just too far? Well, it happened again in Seattle. A karaoke singer was punched and attacked by a berserk woman as to the singing of Coldplay's Yellow. Ooh. But apparently, My Way is a big song My Way is a song. In the Philippines, if you sing it wrong, you're going to get killed. But if I learned anything from this, don't do karaoke in the Philippines. Don't go to the Philippines. It just doesn't seem like a good place to be these days. Just don't do karaoke while you're there. Go to Japan. Just go to Japan. They love karaoke. It's cleaner. They do. And with that, I think we're going to take a break. Actually, hold on. I found something even weirder. I have to do this today, I learned, because it just appeared on my screen. Keegan and I both watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, we do. Today I learned that Andy Samberg and Chelsea Peretti of Brooklyn Nine-Nine went to elementary school together. Uh, I think I did know that. How weird. They, like, I don't know. A lot of these people, like, walked in the same circles before they got famous. But it also proves to us, that kid you sit next to in kindergarten could be the kid you're appearing on TV with years later. That's why you need to be friends with everybody. And uh, with that, I think we're going to take a break. Thanks to our oh. sponsor. Imran. Imran. Imran Thayad. Thanks for sponsoring us, even though you're at Western now. We respect you. He is you. at Western. I know. I'm hoping to see him sometime soon. And see pick if up I can those get, He's going to pay checks. us. Imran. Come on, Imran. You owe us money. Okay, we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for that word from our sponsor, Imran. We, we um, are back. This week's Imran. discussion will be... <laughs> Imran. Will be all about um, websites we use, apps we use, basically what we use on a daily basis. So we're going to be coming up with our top five in no particular order, I don't think. Um, I don't really rank them. I use them all for different different things yeah. yeah so what is your number one my use number, oh, we're going right to my number one 
Uh, probably Reddit. I use Reddit a lot. I like it. It's good for the news aggregation. Uh, I don't really use it for the comments, but I do like using it for news and stuff like that. Just as like a, you know, see if there's stuff going on that I'm not catching from other places because it's such a large community. Yeah, Reddit's also on my list. I use it frequently for news. Um, occasionally, comments I'll go and read because they're so funny. Some of um, the, just statements, statements people make. Sometimes you're like, "This is great." It, it has its own little subculture going on sometimes, yeah. and uh, even if I miss something that's going on, like when Hammerambe started happening, I was like, "What's this all about?" So I started uh, looking it up, and of course, Reddit had the answer for me. Um, occasionally, like there's funny stuff on there too, which I like. Um, it's just a good yeah. time-killing website. It is. And the problem is it's though is that like it distracts you from other websites. Yeah, like you you just kinda stay in their sphere of influence and forget everything else that's going on around you. Yeah, they have a definite bubble. Yes. That is one hundred percent for sure. Um my next one I love Facebook. Yeah. I don't for me, it's not so much about posting anymore, um, where we used to, I think when we first used Facebook, it was about sharing pictures and posting on people's walls and commenting on pictures and that kind of thing. These days, I just use it for kind of as like a messenger slash email type thing to just chat with people yeah, no, it is. that I'd otherwise lose touch oh, with. True, yeah, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I use it for that too, mostly. I wouldn't say Facebook's one of my... I, I visit it, but like I'll click on it and be like, I don't know why I'm on Facebook, and then I'll go to another website. Yeah, it's become like, if you want to share a video about how to make food... Oh yeah, I know. I've that's people, all over Facebook. I have people that do that all the time, and I'm like, ain't nobody got time for this. There's a whole lot of crap on there now. It's not what it once was. You know what I where think it happened, was though? your social network. You know what happened? It went from being like university students and like some high school kids to being like everybody. Like my mom's on Facebook. Yeah, I I think that's really what its ultimate demise was was when it broke out from that university. Well, I don't th- spear of influence. I don't think it broke out. I think just like older people got into it because they like their kids were into it or people they knew were into it. So I, I think that's how it just developed. It developed, I think a little bit more naturally. Uh, but the thing is you either like, you're like a shark, right? You either keep swimming or you die. So Facebook had to embrace it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just a website that I'll occasionally use and it's more a messenger or a, um, keeping in touch thing. Yeah. Than anything else, really. Uh, occasionally, I do plug our podcasts. I did that consistently in the beginning. Not so much anymore. We're we're famous enough already. Yeah, <laughs> to our tens of listeners. To, to the tens. Soon it'll be hundreds. Then it'll be thousands. And then, well, then it will all go downhill from there. Well, I'm guessing Facebook wasn't on your list. So, what's your second one? Oh, Twitter. I like Twitter. I find I, I like Twitter as well. I I just subscribe to like news people. Like if you like follow me on Twitter, um, just look at people I follow. I follow a bunch of news outlets and sports. A lot of sports writers too. Um, I just love following it. There's just always something going on that you can keep up to date with. 
I feel with Twitter for me, I started following too many people, and now it's just kind of a blur. Um, yeah, I I sometimes feel like that, but Twitter's got a thing where like if you like click on certain people more, they will always push that stuff to the front for you. So like oh, that's interesting. Like it's to that point now where like the stuff I like, like hockey news, like I get most of my hockey news off twitter i get my other sports news off websites because there's no good hockey websites for the most part like there is but their content just isn't at the same level as the other sports is because it's a lot of canadian writers right um so i get like like i follow just follow the writers on twitter and just have see them talk okay cool yeah um my number three is instagram uh I love Instagram. You're a little Insta-ho. It's probably my favorite network out there. Photography's become something that I'm really into. Um, it's a way for me to share my photography and see what other people are doing. Um, I don't use it to post selfies like a lot of people do. Um, I'm pretty much there to check out what other photographers are doing and how they're doing it. Mm. So I think it's probably the most visually appealing medium out of anything yeah i don't use instagram a lot at all i even have an account for a stuffed giraffe that i carry around with me uh his name's jerry underscore underscore giraffe and as of this morning he has 909 followers it's mind-blowing with his account does he have more followers than you do uh no i have about 100 more than him right now i'm over the thousand mark but he's quickly catching up and that account i started as a joke and i'll just take pictures of this stuffed giraffe anywhere i am it's just goes to show my account are actually like well edited well shot pictures all done on my dslr and jerry gets more traction it just goes to show it's mind-blowing people care more about stuffed animals than they do about anything you'll ever do in your life yeah, more than they care more about a stuffed animal than art. But I'm starting to think, well, Jerry is also something I created, and his content does well, so I should be proud of that. But really, it's all Jerry. It's not you. Yeah, it's all this stuffed giraffe named Jerry. <laughs> so if you guys are on Instagram, uh, go and follow my second account at Jerry underscore underscore giraffe. Two underscores, or else you find a real giraffe. Shameless plug. He's great. I want to hit a thousand followers in under a year of having that account. Are you gonna put it on your resume? I might. It's kind of a brand I built, so we'll see. Um, I'm also planning something kind of cool for Jerry having a thousand followers. Oh, I'll, so, I'll throw uh, him a follow. Yeah, definitely throw him a follow. Uh, there may be a T-shirt giveaway when he hits a thousand followers. Ooh. So keep in tune. You could have your very own limited, exclusive Jerry Giraffe T-shirt. Okay, we we can't. You 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 keep plugging him. We should also plug our sponsor Imran right now, since we're plugging our stuff right now. So Imran. Of course, Imran. Uh, my third website is Politico. I'm on Politico a lot. I keep up with it. I think it's a little bit less, a little bit less biased than some other areas. Um, and they have a good podcast section. Cool. I I love podcasts. Podcasts are great. This podcast sponsored by Imran. <laughs> but yeah, I like Politico. I think it's one of the better websites out there. It's really well done too, which is nice. 
um, like you go on real, real clear politics or something like that. It's kind of hard to just figure out what's going on. Politico is very visually appealing and they have a good app. Cool. I'll definitely check that one out. My other one that I love using, I love using, um, it's an app. It's called Beam, B-E-M-E. And basically it is video that's shared by placing your phone against your chest or your chin. So basically once your front facing camera is blacked out, it will um, start filming with your forward facing camera and automatically posts it. It can't, you can't edit it. You can't apply a filter. So it's video in the raw. And the cool thing about Beam is it spotlights people around the world. So you could be watching and it's like, so think like an Instagram or not an Instagram story, but like the mass Snapchat stories that they do. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but unedited and has like this very raw feel to it. And it, it's cool. It's just people sharing whatever they're doing around the world. People hanging so, out. Yeah, or it will be like, oh, I'm rock climbing. And you're like, oh. And then you realize they're like rock climbing in southern India. And you're like, what? Man, how do so, people get like the 3G and all that in these other countries? It must be so expensive. Or it's way cheaper than what we pay. Yeah, I think it's SIM cards and everything. Who knows? Um, What's your number four? My fourth? Um, who? It's pretty hard. Now we're getting, like, there's, like, my go-to websites that I, like, get up and, like, will actively, like, seek. Um, probably Bleacher Report. I know it sounds really bad because it's, like, not a great sports website. But I was talking to uh, somebody else who's really into sports about it. And I said my biggest issue with some sports website is a lot of them don't have a lot of content. Like, they put out, like, three or four articles a day. And while they're really well-done articles, because they don't have, like, the breadth of reporting, they really only focus on a couple things. Sometimes you see articles and you're like, this like article is literally a week old and it's still on your front page. Whereas Bleacher Report is constantly churning out content. And I don't know when you're bored on a Wednesday or something like that, it's, you know, it's something to read. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. That's it. Anytime I'm looking for something quick on sport news, I jump over to Bleacher Report. Yeah. Um, well, Especially when it comes to trades and stuff, they usually have the clearest articles. Yeah, that that's just an issue too. Like even when you look at, like like take for example this podcast as we get really meta. Like we only do like one episode a week, so you know, and if that episode is like kind of dry, kind of boring, people are like, okay, whatever. But let's say we did four or five episodes a week, you know, at least two of them would probably be really really good, right? You know, maybe only one, but there'd be tons of stuff to listen to. Um. But the issue is with some of these sports websites is like if there's nothing going on, you'll get three articles. None of them will be interesting. They'll all be too short, and you'll just want to like you won't want to go back. Where's Bleacher Report? They're always talking about something, so you know just give her. Yeah, that's true. My number five is um, well, it's not exactly one site, but it's kind of a style of website. Um, I like Blogtio or like a Nar City type of website. Mm -hmm where it's just current things happening in your city, what's trending, uh, what's new in food, that kind of thing. Um, just kind of gives you a pulse for what the blog verse is looking at in your city. Mm, that's interesting. Is there a lot of Drake I stuff? Think, no, it's not all about that. Um, generally, it's about what's in with food, uh, what neighborhoods are cool to check out, where 
where you want to visit things. Um, it's good for weekends. It's a lot of weekend type ideas. I think there's actually one in London, Nar City, London. Oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, it's kind of got a cool pulse for what's going on. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think I think I actually screwed up the intro now that I mentioned London. I don't think I said that we're live from London and Toronto this week. That's fine. Which we are. It's the bad London too, not good London. Not cool London. Not cool London in the UK. Uh, I think I had the last one because we already talked about Reddit and that was one of your websites. Yeah. Ooh, I'm first and last. Um, uh, one of my last ones is probably uh, Flipboard. I don't know if you have you ever used Flipboard before. I have not. So it's a it's another news website where you just put your interests and you just flip through it. Um, you can add as you go. If you see something cool, a topic you like, they'll throw up ideas. Um, it's good. It's good. Like easy to read stuff. Uh, and you can just see headlines. You can get more into it. It's it's fun. It's fun on my phone. It sounds strangely like Apple News. Yeah, uh, I've never tried Apple News, but if that's a description, it probably is. Uh, it's fun to use. Uh, you actually like feel like you're flipping through something as opposed to like sliding. So. Oh, that's a cooler version of Apple News yeah. then. <laughs> I guess my sixth most visited website is probably Google, but that's just because. When you Google stuff. Mine would probably be Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. Maybe. Anytime I'm watching or reading something, I jump to Wiki and find out more from there. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, that I'm gonna, has been the podcast for this week. I'm going to go catch up on some websites now. Yeah. Might as well catch up on the internet before school hits us in the face. Uh, I, but I find I, as always. I internet more oh. when school's on. Like, I'll just like... When I need 20 minutes, I'll just surf the internet. I think I'll be surfing the internet less now that I'm not working. Oh, yeah. It's true. But um, thanks for joining us thanks this week. Us. As always, Keegan. And Alex. What's your last, uh, <laughs> what's your last uh, comment this week? I really hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I don't feel like we really put our best foot forward, but I thought we covered some cool topics. Yeah, we'll try and make some cool stuff happen but we're back in school and uh we'll see how that happens uh trying to balance both the podcast yeah. and school. oh and shout out to robbie hope you enjoyed this episode yeah doesn't feature your voice but we hope you enjoyed it uh, my takeaway this week wash your hands use oh. vitamin c that back to school plague is coming yeah okay until next time everyone bye <laughs> We'll see you next week. Bounce.